I feel like the mind, the brain has no control over the, the physical body's experience. But all this learning, what it does, it allows the body to relax into the pain, to relax into the sorrow. So it could, it could process through you quicker. But that happens through like the meditation, the, the taking care of yourself. The, if you have your, your, your instrument finely tuned where it could resonate, right? Instead of it being stagnant, then all of a sudden one shit hits the fan, then it allows your body could absorb it and process it more efficiently. And this is what I'll talk about the 100 day challenge is the reasoning why it's important is not so much it's the byproduct of this challenge that aids you in life. You could fill your brain with knowledge, but that knowledge won't save you. It's the application of the knowledge on a daily basis, which will make you saving yourself a reflex. It's like trying to catch something that's falling. You don't think about it. You just put your hand down and catch it. I think, I think being able to record like this where it's super honest and, and just two guys talking has a certain appeal for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was always the point is just us talking and us just being real. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a year since we've been doing this. It's freaking amazing. It's been such a blessing to go through this journey with you, to have somebody hold me accountable. Like it's very different than doing it on my own. I feel like you've inspired me to find subjects and books and go down rabbit holes more fervently because of this podcast. Well, I mean, this is something you were doing already, right? Because every time we would have conversations and you'd be like, I read this book or this, this, this article and you would like, we would be sharing things. And I feel this, it's, just given us more of an impetus to do it on a consistent basis rather than be sporadic about it. Totally. And, not and only to show up. Sorry, go ahead. No, and not only that, it's the the continuation. Like honestly, I would go, I would find a good book and then I would have, you know, a couple of weeks rest where I'm digesting the book. But this has been like a fire hose of knowledge that I've been absorbing, which I didn't feel like I had the capabilities, but going through this exercise and, you know, have you ever done a speed reading uh, course? You know, I've, every time I've tried to do it, it's something's come up and I've given up on it. I've never completely done a speed reading course. I know you're supposed to like follow your line or your finger and th there's a certain pattern how you're supposed to read it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I never went through with it. So there is a progression. You first start with your finger going across the lines. Right. And then you, you start doing like a couple of lines, you know. And soon enough, you start getting the gist of the information as you're moving your finger across. 
intuitively, like you have to let go of the logical mind having to say the words for you to absorb the information. And to a certain degree, it works, but you miss out a lot of the details. It's like swallowing ice cream without the pain, obviously. You don't get to enjoy the ice cream. Right. So so for me, it was a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah, you don't I get like to that. enjoy it. So to me, it was good because going through the process sped up my ability to read enjoyably. But in essence, it also took away some of the pleasures that I got from reading. So it was like, it had its benefits. I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not to, I don't want to. But wait, speed read. why did you bring up the speed reading though? Going through this podcast and getting all this information in books was like speed reading. Like, I oh, didn't okay. think I could absorb all this information, but going through it and then having more talks, I would see my subconscious referencing other books and things that we had covered right. because it it felt it felt so synchronistic at the time. So yeah. I think, you know, going through, I can remember what the first one of the first ones was Atomic Habits and and the impact that it had on me. I think one of our first books was Nonviolent Communications, if I'm not was mistaken. It? I think so. That book was good. It was an amazing book. I really, really loved that book. And I feel like that's that's a book that comes in handy for the rest of your life, really. Um, because there are so many little nuggets. And not to mention, it actually teaches you how to deal how to how to deal with explosive situations in with in any walk of life yeah the most impactful thing for me was him becoming vulnerable and open because when when you open it up that much without the fear of you getting hurt or somebody taking advantage of you it, it almost disarms them as well like I can remember the story when he's talking to all those troubled teens in that classroom and they had so many guards up and he just disarms them with his openness of how he was feeling and how things were happening. And, and him verbalizing all those things was like such a courageous act that that makes me think about um, Renee Brown and her and her book of... So I just looked it up. Our first book that we covered was uh, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brack. That was the first book. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, and I think we did it like two parts or three parts. Tara Brack, she's so good too with her meditation practice. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so cool. And we've, ever since then, it's been, like you said, it's been fervent. I like that word because we had this fever about consuming knowledge and talking about it. And what one trap that I find with consuming knowledge is that it kind of becomes knowledge entertainment almost because you're just, you know, you're passively consuming this over and over again, uh, like there's different 
you know, there's so much knowledge out there on different topics. Like there's meditation, there's spirituality, spirituality itself. Like when you say spirituality, it's a huge, huge umbrella. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, it encompasses the human spirit, (laughs) everything. I mean, so many works, right? You could read all about the Vedantas in Hinduism, or you could read about all the Taoism stuff. That in itself is huge. That Taoist stuff is huge in itself. But then when you talk about spirituality, it encompasses all of this stuff. Zen. Zen Buddhism, uh, Course in Miracles, the Bible, whatever you talk about. Yep. The Torah. The Torah. And Islam, that's so, <laughs> all of it. And and the one thing that I always found was is that until you don't put this stuff into practice, it's just knowledge. Yeah, it really is. And there's I'm not knocking knowledge. Knowledge is great, but the application of it, it which what equates the wisdom for me or it equates the results any kind of results that you're looking for yeah and and that's something that i struggle with you know because i have gone from being you know i've followed many gurus in my lifetime i've gone from not going to name names here uh but there have been several enlightened masters that i've followed and and they have their own way, their own discipline, their own little prescription of things that you should be doing to attain enlightenment. And that was a chase that I chased for a long time. It was a goal until I realized that that goal in itself is also a goal. Because if you look at Zen Buddhism, it talks about just detachment from everything and detachment yeah. from that goal of that outcome of being enlightened as well. Yeah. Beyond beyond logic lies the higher realms of consciousness, like love, peace, enlightenment. So it has to go beyond the mind to to reach those realms. It yeah. can't you can't get there by thinking it. No. You you only get there by being the beingness through the beingness of things. Yeah. Like it makes it makes me think of like a person that has very little knowledge or information but is fervent in his application he could find enlightenment through that process like uh if a if you are a street sweeper may you be the best street sweeper that has ever swept you know like in the sweeping you could find enlightenment yeah an autobiography of a yogi you know he talks about sweeping the floor and he's like before enlightenment i was sweeping the floor after enlightenment I was sweeping the floor. Nothing changed. Just because you got enlightened, that didn't change. You still had to be you. You still had to do the human experience. Yeah. And, you know, I I suffer with depression. Like, that's something that I've come to terms with. And one of the things that happens to me is there's fight, flight, and freeze, the three Fs. You know, either people get really angry or or they just want to escape. And, you know, we have so many different kinds of coping mechanisms. That's what escape really is. Yeah. You're, it's your coping mechanism, whether it's some kind of addiction, whether it's food, it's drugs, it's TV, TV binging on TV, binging on TV. You're, you're just 
ignoring what's really going on with your reality. You're really ignoring it. And in my case, it used to be, you know, one of the coping mechanisms, but then freeze became bigger in my case, you know, like I, I just, I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. Like I'll wake up in the mornings and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? And I'm just there staring at the ceiling. I don't even, it's not even that I'm on my phone. I'm just staring at the ceiling and not being able to get out and do anything. And so I was like, what's the one thing that makes me want to do and move? And with work, you know, I'm constantly in motion and action because I'm accountable. I'm accountable to my team members. I'm accountable to my managers, to my bosses. I'm accountable. There's accountabilities, checks and balances all over the place. So I move. When it comes to work, I move. I hustle. I do things. I get things done. I'm organized. Well, as organized as I can be. You're creative. Yeah, I'm creative. But when it comes to personal life, none of those things are there because I am not accountable to anyone. It's just me. And so I was talking to my brother, Zach, and we, was, we were talking about, because we used to do, you know, workouts together online on Zoom, but because now he lives in California, it's become harder and harder to do that because my 7 a.m. is his 4 a.m. in the morning. And when it's winter, 4 a.m. in the morning, nobody wants to get up and like do a workout, you know. And so... I was like, how about we just become accountable to each other? And, you know, I talked to you as well that, hey, I have this idea of a hundred day challenge. And actually the hundred day idea came to me when I was digging into this whole 21 day habit, like, you know, 21 days to form, a, to create a habit. And actually that's a myth. I don't know who came up with those 21 days. It sounds really great, but it's a myth because it depends on the person. There is no, if I wish there was an exact number for the billions of people that are on this planet, but that's not true. For some it's 21, some it's 66, for some it's 222. It varies, but there is a sweet spot. And that sweet spot is 100. Because they say consistent behavior can turn into a habit. Yeah. And if you do it consistently, I mean, we're talking about three months. 100 days sounds like a lot. Is it three months? Yeah. It's It's a little bit over 14 weeks. Yeah. So if you do it consistently and you show up and you don't lie to yourself and you don't lie to the people that you're accountable to, Because at the end of the day, and you're going to go further into this, like why we're doing this challenge. But at the end of the day, if you're honest with yourself and honest with other people and you do the work, oh my God, you're going to see results. And I am doing this selfishly because I want to get moving. I've been lazy. I haven't been working out because COVID gave me the perfect reason. I haven't been going to the gym. And I'm very sporadic with my home workouts. I want to be consistent. I want to do it daily. And for my mental health 
I want to be consistent with my meditations. You know, I, I do it on certain, some days and some days I'm like, yeah, I can skip it. I'll just watch, watch Netflix today. And, and the final thing is, and this is like extremely selfish, but I was reading about creativity and how creativity spurs the mind into, it, it brings you closer to joy. And the one thing we discard when we're really busy and life gets overwhelming is our creative endeavors. You know, like creativity, sure. like, um, like you love playing the uke or painting or writing or dancing or singing, whatever. It's like, that's the, that's the one thing that gets us closest to joy or if not joy itself. And the funny thing is we discard that. It's like when you're feeling stressed or you're, when you're feeling down or sad, you discard the thing that brings you joy that makes no sense in our modern world. And so that's why I propose to you this 100-day mind-body-soul challenge. You do 10 minutes of meditation a day, at least, but that's all that's required for you to complete that challenge. And then 100 reps of any workout, any workout you want. You could do 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, or you could do a combination of them. And I would love you to tell you know, the audience about like what you do, because you do several different workouts for to complete your 100 reps. I have been doing like 50 push-ups and 50 squats or 50 push-ups and 50 lunges or, you know, sit-ups and squats and something else like, you know, 30, 30, 60 or something like that, or 30, 30, 40, whatever, whatever it takes you to get to 100 reps for that day. And you don't have to do it all at once. You can disperse that throughout the day, right? You could do 10 reps every hour for the next 10 hours. Nobody's forcing you to do 100 in like five minutes. And the final thing is 30 minutes of creativity. Why 30? Because 10 minutes is not going to be enough to bring you to joy. And once you get to that level of joy, you can stop because what, and science has proven this too, you reserve that in your reservoir, your tank, and you carry over that joy into the next day. Or, your or, to, or to the world. Or to the world. Or yes. all the boys and girls. <laughs> and so, yes, it's this mind-body-soul challenge. 10 minutes of meditation, 100 reps of any exercise, and 30 minutes of creativity. Whatever that creativity is. You could be dancing, singing, writing, playing with your kids, drawing, finger painting. Maybe not watching tv or playing a video game you know that's not creative no that's expressive expressing your laziness no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well it's very passive we want you to do something active an active endeavor i think the most important thing is what i'm looking at of this challenge is to create to create a habit um i think being in a routine it's not so much about completing the 100 days, days 
It's about being in that flow of being active, being in the flow of doing things that will help you in your life a little bit at a time. It incorporates atomic habits because yes, a hundred feels like a lot, but there are days where I just do downward dogs and planks or I'll do, I'll mix it up with a push-up or a sun salutation that incorporates three different movements because if you don't use it, you lose it. So the flexibility that occurs, you know, I'll, I'll work out my abs and my obliques one day where I do like the side crunches or I'll do the push-ups. I, I'm coming to a point where the, the push-ups could be a little too intrusive for 100 reps. I feel like my body and my tendons don't like it. Like my joints and my tendons are not a big fan of a lot of push-ups. It just starts to hurt. But if you're out there and you're listening and you have a goal of getting fit, believe it or not, if you just do like 10 push-ups and you fill up with a 100 other reps, doesn't matter what it is, you'll see that after 100 days, those push-ups are going to become so much easier. It's crazy. I think I always look at my body as my vehicle. Like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to drive a car that's breaking on the side of the road. I don't want to I don't want to drive a car that, you know, consumes too much oil because I haven't done maintenance on it. I don't want a car that I you know, the windows stop working because I I stop using them. So your body is the same way. It's not who you are. It's part of who you are. It's it's the vehicle your soul has created a contract in order for you to experience this beautiful thing called life with its ups and downs. And if you chose and if you choose to do something very little for it, which is your body with the movement, your soul is going to love it. And then if you choose to do 10 minutes of meditation, your mind is going to love it, which then it's going to get out of your way of you doing the 100 reps. And then if you do the 30 minutes of creativity, your soul is going to love it. So the beautiful thing about this 100-day challenge is the integration of your mind, your body, and your spirit. And when you get that trifecta going, you'll realize that the creativity that's going to flow out of you is going to be out of this world. The amount of joy that you're going to be gaining from doing and creating, which is your your soul's purpose is to create. I think we get lost in the trying to find knowledge and all this information. But no, your soul's purpose coming to this earth is to create, to co-create with one another, to experience, to understand, to know, to, to use, to facilitate. And through this program, you're going to start opening yourself up, not only to yourself, but the people that really love you and count on you. Because you're taking care of that car. You're taking care of that mind. You're taking care of that soul. So I'm so grateful, Bodhi, that you've decided to embark on this challenge. And whenever I see somebody take on a challenge, I'm like, yeah, I want to do that challenge. And I want to kill it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> so competitive. Too. <laughs> I'm so competitive. It's one of my downfalls, I swear. But I freaking love being competitive. I'm like, how... Not only how can I beat you, by how much can I beat you? Like, that's kind of like what goes through my mind. And then because of the meditation, I could be like, okay, buddy, you're getting ahead of yourself. This is not about (laughs) competition. This is about you. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and it's not even about, 
a hundred days, like you said, it's about the process, the process of conditioning yourself to show up every day and work a little bit on those three aspects of you. Because those three aspects is what makes up the you that you, you are. You know, we we're walking around in these meat suits with this brain that has all these electrical impulses. But the thing is that way we have mechanisms for firing those electrical impulses and using our body in different ways and which lights up our body. It lights up our brains. It lights up all those chemicals in our brains. And if we're just passively consuming all of the times, then we're not using our body for what it's designed for, to be this optimal. I don't even want to say machine because I don't think it's a machine. It's organism. It's, this, it's exactly an organism. And to make this organism reach its full potential, we have to take care of those three aspects of ourselves. And I think this challenge is a great way of conditioning our mind to reach that potential every day. Every day you show up and you condition it. And it's basically like, you know, you're winding up yourself. You know, you, you wind it every day because it unwinds every day. It's like yeah. tuning a guitar. You have to keep tuning it for it to play the best song that you can. Yeah. I was thinking about, you were talking about um, conditioning and your brain is constantly conditioning one event to an emotion, to a thought. It's, it's always creating these neural neurological pathways. So I learned through neurohacks that, you know, when you smile, even, even if you're not even happy and you smile, your brain has created these pathways of feel-good things because every time you smile, it's because something nice happened. So you could actually trigger good thoughts by, by triggering your, your smile. And not only that, the conditionings that you're creating by working out has been because in the past, you have conditioned your body to create these neurological pathways with good things that were going on in your life that allowed you to work out. So you have a bank of memories at your disposal if you start working out that you're going to retrieve. It's almost like you have this folder on your desktop full of all these awesome photos and you could retrieve all those memories at any point. So by working out, you're stimulating the neurological pathways that you have already created with all these good feel me good emotions and feelings and thoughts and chemicals. So this program is meant for you to reboot your system. It's meant for you to recondition your mind. It's meant for you to reboot your soul. So many of us right now need that rebooting of the soul with, with what's been going on with this COVID-19 and the segregation that we've been, been experiencing as human. We're not, we're not conditioned to not touch one another, and we've been forced to do so. So this would be an amazing reboot to your whole soul, your mind and your body in this 2021. And I think you're going to you're going to really love it. I I truly do. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's it's something that's in the ether. I, the more and more people I talk to about this whole thing, they're like 
I want to join this challenge because I've been feeling this way. I've been feeling stuck and I feel like I need it. So I guess it's a symptom of we just came from this year of COVID. Not that COVID's gone. It's still around. And a lot of us are still working from home and not being able to connect with other people. So it's it's going to give us, like you said, a way to reboot our system and to get moving, to get to that place of joy, to get that mental clarity and peace and calm. Because until this thing is gone, this whole storm cloud of COVID, we're still living in it. We're still living in this whole, whatever you call this. Existence. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and so it's, it's, in, it's in the collective, right? This, this is in the collective. We're experiencing it all together. So, so tell, can you tell me, Bodhi, how does, you know, getting in touch and accountable is going to work out? Because you send me an invite and I'm still trying to figure this out. <laughs> Good question. So firstly, I want to remind everyone there, there are two reasons, well, there are three reasons why we're doing this, right? One is like, personally, we feel like we need it. And so Abiel's on board, I'm on board, we're going to get this thing started. And secondly, it's like, it's our one year anniversary. And we wanted to do something that's like radical and gets you guys involved and gets us involved and gets us all to get to know each other as well. And thirdly, it's the new year. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to post a link in the show notes. We're starting this on 2 12 21. I chose that date on purpose. It just looks like the 12 is flipped into 21. So that's when it starts. It starts on February 20, February 12th, 2021. So um, basically a week and change from now when we're recording this. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to put that link in the show notes, but basically it's tinyurl.com slash forward slash 100 days. MBS mind body soul and it's going to take you to a sign up page and you're going to get a link to the telegram app and uh, you basically if you've never used telegram it's kind of like whatsapp it's a lot of those messenger apps out there uh, and the reason I chose telegram is because um, my day job I'm a software engineer so I'm going to build a bot that's going to basically, you're going to put your accountability in that bot every day. Uh, so once we we open up the chat, uh, the chat group in Telegram, each day you're going to input what you did for that day, how many reps of something, uh, what you did for your creativity, and it's going to record that. And you're going to be able to see a leaderboard of people who have a streak or you, you can see your own streak if you missed a day or you missed several days. Um, originally, we were planning uh, to have a penalty if you miss reps and the penalty was going to be a dime per rep because at the end of 100 days, technically you should have 10,000 reps. So a dollar would have been a little too much, but a dime, so if you miss all of the days, you know, you're going to have to pay a penalty of $1,000. But I think it's just too complicated to calculate all of that. And uh, so if we're just using the honor system, be truthful and honest with yourself and with us and, you know, input and be accountable. And we're going to post in videos and 
motivational messages and you guys can do the same. Basically, we're just being each other's cheerleaders in this Telegram group and motivating each other. And if anyone has resistance or issues, they can they can talk about that in this you know chat group because we want to be accountable to each other. And if and no man left behind, right? No man, woman, child left behind. We want to carry everyone to this finish line of 100 days. And it's not even about that destination. It's about this journey, about doing something as a collective, as this group, this cohort, where we're coming together to uplift each one of us and do it day in and day out. I guarantee you at the end of 100 days, you're going to be like, when are we doing the next 100 day challenge? Yeah, like Miley Cyrus says, it's the climb. It's the climb. <laughs> I don't know if she says this in a song, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about climbing a mountain. It's about the climb. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, there's going to be a link in the show notes uh, that's going to redirect you to a page. You fill in your name and email. And if you don't have a, the Telegram app, download the Telegram app because that's what we're going to use for our accountability on a day-to-day -day basis. Awesome. I am so excited about this. I have, I'm, I'm on my way, almost done with this purification that I started with my wife. I have, I think it's like four more days and I'm done with the 21 day purification. So I think this is perfect so that I get done with the purification and I jump into the 100 day challenge. It's going to be so good. Yeah. And, you know, as always, like if you guys have feedback, you know, our Instagram DMs are open. You can email us uh, hello at theemotionalcompass.com or use the contact form on our website, theemotionalcompass.com. Um, we want to hear from you and join the challenge. You know, for sure. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else. This is a very selfish way of filling up your cup because you can't pour from an empty cup. You need to fill up your cup first. And this is the best way. Like, how do you show up in the world? You got to show up in the world when you are happy, when you are content with yourself, when you are feeling good. Yeah. And you're going to emanate that to the people around you. You're going to attract that. You'll, you'll create that. However you want to pencil that in. Absolutely. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. So until next time, we're the Emotional Compass, celebrating our first year with a 100-day challenge. Yay! Ha, 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 ha.